Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Tom Miller from Leaders Building Leaders, and I and I really wanted to bring this message uh, to you today. Um, you know, my goal, what our organization is for, is is ultimately to its core to make a difference. And so, you know, as a leadership coach and consultant for uh, principals all across the world, um, there's been a common problem that I hear almost every leader talking about. And that is an employee shortage and a teacher shortage, a front office shortage, a, a substitute shortage. So, you know, right now in our time, they are referring, you know, experts are referring to this part of our lives um, as the great resignation, the great resignation. And, and, and so there's some very alarming uh, uh, statistics out there about um, turnover and the cost of turnover, the reasons for turnover. And listen, over the last 18 months, most people, almost every human being on the planet, their work life changed. Their work life and their home life completely changed, uh, working remotely versus working in the building, you know, and they experienced something different. And now maybe in your school over the last 45, 60 days is the first time um, in almost two years that they've had to have a different routine where they actually get up, shower, go to work, right? And be in a work environment. And I can tell you right now, um, over half of your staff, guaranteed, because research tells me so, pre-COVID, over half the staff is wondering or not whether any of this is worth it. Whether that this is the profession for them or this is the organization for them. And so... You know, and it's not about pay. You know, one of the you know one of the first signs of an unhealthy organization is not that you know do I get paid? Is it do I feel valued and appreciated? That's a key part of having a healthy organization. Is the employees in the organization feel valued that their work is valued and then their life is valued? And so you know, sixty four percent of people who lose their job do so because they feel un or under appreciated. Think about every job that you've ever left. Did you left the company? Did you leave the company? Or did you leave maybe the people uh, there? And I could say 100% always the people. <laughs> so so what, what makes one person feel appreciated versus another, right? I mean, everybody has a different personality. And so I've been studying, um, you know, the book, uh, the five languages of the workplace, right? You, you know, the, the five appreciation languages of the workplace by uh, Gary Chapman. It's a very similar book to the love language. So, so, you know, maybe you've read, you know, the love languages book and, 
you know, part of the issue is that only 30% of uh, people's love language aligns to their appreciation language in the workplace, but it's a good, you know, starting point, right? And so if you've read this book, um, over 70% of the people, their top two appreciation languages are quality time and words of, words of affirmation. And so as a principle, right, your day is, is not what you want it to be. Your day right now is, you know, filling employee gaps. It's, you know, filling out COVID paperwork. It's calling parents. It's, you know, calling the health department. It's, you know, calling central office, I mean, whoever it may be, you're spending the super majority of your time doing administrative work. When the most important part of your day is keeping the organization healthy through spending quality time with your staff, checking in on uh, teachers and making sure that they're okay and how you can help them and mentoring and coaching and, you know, developing. And, and you know, sometimes we think, you know, because our people are exhausted, they're just exhausted and we need to give them a break, right? So no staff meeting today, right? No, they need community. They need people. And by you canceling the meeting because you're exhausted, you're actually taking away what gives most of them their energy. I mean, think about when they first came back at the start of this year, how much energy, you know, there was, right? Yeah, there was the, you know, this grunt that I have to come back to work, but they were so excited to see each other. So I'm going to talk about some ways here as, as a leader uh, that you can start to, you know, ensure that the great uh, period of resignation does not, does not happen uh, in any organization you lead, right? So one of the, you know, the key points there, right, that I may not have hit, uh, you know, to the fullest is that, you know, we don't see uh, people, um, no, we see people who, you know, as we are, right? Not as, as they are. So one of the faulty assumptions that we, that we do is we give appreciation the way we like to be appreciated. And so, you know, here's a, you know, here's an example. Um, a lot of people, you know, an easy, tangible way to give appreciation is, you know, luncheons and, and, you know, or, you know, t-shirts or, uh, you know, cups with the school's name on them. Well, only 6% of people appreciate tangible gifts, <laughs> but that's where we spend the most of our time on, right? So, 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 you know, we, we need to be conscious that how we, how we feel appreciated is not the same way that uh, our, our organization, um, the people in our organization feel appreciated. So if I'm only appreciating people in one way, and there's five different ways that I might be cutting out, you know, between 60 and 80% of the people uh, because, right, I'm not speaking in their language. So as I, so as I talk through some of these, um, you know, steps here and these, uh, you know, strategies, you know, we need to be thinking about getting off our own agenda, right? And we need to get on the agenda of other people. I mean, just saying thank you doesn't work, right? So, so as you're, you know, you know, the first thing you need to do is you need to prioritize. You need to prioritize your time during the day. You need to prioritize who you spend your time with. Now, if you're in our you know, book study right now, we're, uh, we're studying developing the leaders around you, and I've been adamant about you need to spend 
80% of your time with your top 20% of people. Because, I mean, think about it. The cost of turnover is, is tremendous. I mean, it's, it's anywhere from one and a half to four times the employee salary, you know, based upon uh, time, recruiting, retraining, all the intellectual uh, you know, development and uh, property that that person has when they walk out the door. So if you're not thinking about that, like you, you're, you're in the wrong position, right? So 80% of your day needs to be spent specifically with those top level people, whether it's not top by position, it's most valuable individuals in your organization, right? Your, your uh, future leaders, your uh, backbones, your vision carriers and your vision casters. So you need to prioritize how you spend your day and who you spend it with, all right? And there's so many things that we're, you know, in a sense, forced to handle in our minds, you know, phone calls to the health department and whatever, but other people can do those. We need to train them to do it. So, so maybe, you know, instead of, um, you know, you handling every call or you handling every issue, bring someone along and say, hey, I'm bringing you here because I need you to carry this task on moving forward. This is, you know, this is a critical task for organization and I need you moving forward to do this so I can spend my time, you know, um, improving the organization. Because God forbid, if you think about where your organization was one year ago today, how much better are you? Are you in a better place? Is it clear? Is it tangibly clear that your organization, your school, your business is in a better place today than it was a year ago? Can everybody say a solid yes? <laughs> and so, you know, you as the organizational leader, right, you're leading people through difficult times. And, and your first step is always about, you know, identifying the current reality. And this is, you, you can't do this from behind your desk. You gotta get into rooms, you gotta be talking to people. You, you, know, you, you know, you have to be leading by walking around. And so prioritizing your day with uh, uh, who you spend it with, right? And how and how you spend that time. That's a really, really critical step for you. And, you know, delegating out um, some of that work. So, so let's just think on this. I can delegate out, I can delegate out um, uh, tasks, right? These are my uh, uh, um, urgent but not important tasks I can delegate. So they might be, you know, phone calls or researching or filling out forms. I mean, things like that that have to get done, but they don't have to get done by you. I, I can delegate that. What I can't delegate is I can't delegate developing top people. Right? If, that is, if that's in your wheelhouse, if you're the best person in your organization to do it, then you need to do it, right? And I also can't delegate out building relations and connecting with my top 20. Now, what I can do is I can spend more time with them, right? So I'm gonna spend more time with my top you know, 20 because I want to multiply them. I want them to be my vision carriers, vision casters in the organization so they can go and do some of the additional connecting with the bottom 60%, right? Or the you know, bottom 80% or the middle group, you know, whoever you're working 
you know, towards. And then you can spend some time with those other people that can carry out those other tasks, right? So I'm training people to do the urgent, non-important tasks, okay? And, and then I'm developing people that are honestly working on the non-urgent, but most important tasks. I want to say that again, because you need to catch this. Think about Covey's quadrants, right? Four quadrants. Urgent, right? Urgent, important. Quadrant up here, top one, top left. Uh, Non-urgent, important. This is where the organizational leader needs to spend their time in the important tasks, but mostly in quadrant two, the non-urgent important tasks. Because these are the tasks that are gonna drive your, your organization for the long run. And so one of the reasons right now that we're all handling the urgent important stuff is because there's a lack of urgency. But I'll tell you what, you know who doesn't feel a lack of urgency? Your top 20%. The people that are on the edge of, mm, do I stay or shall I go, right? Should I stay or should I go now, right? I mean, that should be ringing through. You should be worried about that. That's what they're thinking. And so all of a sudden, you're, you're because you're not prioritizing the important, not urgent stuff, development, developing people, you know, strategies, cutting out the stuff that like doesn't bring us the results that we need, evaluating your organization, all those really critical, critical tasks that are in um, quadrant two, you're not doing. Because quadrant one and quadrant three, right, the uh, urgent, important, and, and urgent, non-important stuff is taking up 98% of your day. Now, all of a sudden, what's going to happen is that your key people are going to leave. They're going to go somewhere else. Because they're thinking right now whether or not this is important enough, right? Is this really worth it? Do I really want to do this right now? Maybe I just take a year or two off and, you know, come back when all this code is over. If you don't think they're talking at the dinner table with their spouses and significant others about that, you might be thinking the same thing. So if you're a board member or if you're an organizational leader, like, you need to be thinking about your top people are thinking about not being there on Monday. So you've got to prioritize your time, right? With who, right? Who, those top 20% and, and, you know, doing the right things, focusing on that strategy, development of people, development of the organization, evaluation, giving feedback, giving quality time, you know, teaching people how to collaborate, lead, lead effective meetings, okay? All of those pieces need, need uh, to come through. So... So far, we have talked about prioritizing your top 20%, right? And then, and then, and so with that, prioritizing your top 20%, you need to have an understanding of how do they, how do they feel appreciated, right? What is their appreciation language? Are they, are they words, words of affirmation? Do they like, you know, you know, feedback? Do they, um, is it acts of, you know, acts of service, right? Do they like things to be done for them? Is it, is it quality time? Is it, you know, quality time with, you know, with, with uh, people, right? With the work people in the collaboration, 
but it also could be quality time with their loved ones. So, you know, depending on the age, <laughs> anybody under 30, they really like, you know, quality time with, with uh, that's their number one. And so they like time off, right? How can I barter, you know, a time off? Uh, versus, you know, people over 30, um, they like uh, um, tangible gifts is higher uh, than uh, the other age. And I'll share some of these uh, clips in here and uh, some of this data here in a second. So you need to find out their, uh, their um, appreciation language, right? Is it words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, um, probably not physical touch. We don't really talk about that in the workplace about the tangible gifts. And you can do this by, you know, identifying what do they complain about? Do they, if they uh, complain about no one helps around here, it's probably acts of service. Do they uh, complain about, you know, nobody gets together anymore, we're not working together, then it, you know, could be uh, quality time. Um, if they're, you know, saying no, nobody appreciates us, right, and no, nobody appreciates our work, that's, you know, words, words of affirmation. Or if they're asking you, Hey, can you pick me up something, right? That's uh, tangible gifts, right? So that's one way, you know, to do it. Just do some observational thinking, or you may even ask them and say, hey, have you read the Five Love Languages book? Or maybe you as a team have gone through this appreciation in the workplace book. If you haven't, I'd highly recommend you do it. So, right, so that's how you, so you find out how they like to be appreciated and you begin, right, to really make sure that you're adding value uh, to them, okay? Now, remember, appreciation, right, is what they've done in the past, okay, what they've achieved, what they've done. Encouragement, critical part of this uh, formula, encouragement is focusing on the future. See, because not only as a leader do you need to communicate the current reality, you also need to communicate where we're going and where there's no faith in the future. There's no power in the present. So a big part of your communication you know, job here is to make sure you're encouraging, you know, painting the picture, uh, painting them in the picture of whatever that success may, you know, may be, you know, depending upon their goals or just reminding them how their strengths uh, in this organization bring you know, so much, right? Maybe their strengths is relationships. Maybe their you know, strengths is um, attention to detail. Um, and that processing, or maybe their strength is creativity, whatever it may be, noting and affirming their strengths in alignment with the big picture, in alignment with where they see themselves in a couple of years, um, right, or what their long-term professional goals are, then you can, uh, you can make that happen, okay? So we're still talking about prioritizing our top 20 here. So, so we're gonna find out, one, we need to know who our top 20 is, right? Two, we need to uh, find out how they like to be appreciated, and we can do that through some observations and observational thinking or just ask them questions. Um, and then we want to appreciate for the work that they've done. And when we're, when, when we're appreciating, we're giving specific feedback, okay? Don't just say good job, don't just say thank you. Specifically tell them what they did, the behavior, the action, whatever it was, right? Or what they're working towards. Affirm that, because that's what people want to know. They, they want to know, right? They want to feel valued. 
they want to know that someone's paying attention to the extra time and effort that they're putting in um, to not only improve themselves, but also improve uh, their team. And, and the second piece that we talked a little bit about was delegating appreciation. So as you're developing your own top 20, now you're teaching them how to be effective coaches, leaders, influencers, how to affirm work, right? how to uh, move away from the faulty assumptions and the faulty assumptions of appreciation is everybody wants to be appreciated the same way I do. Everybody you know, wants to learn at the same level I do. Everybody wants to work the same amount of hours, right? And those are all faulty assumptions. I see that a lot of times in our Teacher Leadership Academy, which is gonna be uh, launching again here in October. It's gonna be great. Uh, but in that you know, Teacher Leader Academy, like these are the, the, you know, the top producers, but I have to remind them that top producers in, in an organization and a team are not always the best leaders because they leaders need to reproduce themselves. They need to get things accomplished through people. And so those, those, those top 20%, especially from a teacher leadership you know, standpoint, they need to learn how to connect. They need to learn how to collaborate. They need to learn how to um, uh, you know, build a team that completes, not a team that you know, competes, right? Or they need to learn how to um, help others fail forward instead of taking the work back and just you know, doing it or just working in a silo. Those are all really, really dangerous spots. So, so you're going to appreciate them for what they've accomplished. You're going to encourage them for what the future will look like with them in it. You're going to develop them to be your vision casters, your vision carriers in those meetings, in those teacher workrooms, uh, in those parking lot conversations when you're not there because you can't be everywhere. All right. Um, and so last but not least, take small actions towards this. There's a great book. It's called uh, Who Are You For? Um, Jeff Henderson wrote it. Jeff Henderson's going to be one of our keynote speakers at Live to Lead, which is October 8th. I hope you've got your ticket because your leader pass. It's going to be a great virtual event. And we're going to do some work with Jeff, with Jeff's book after. But he asked two uh, questions in his book. Who, who is your company for, right? Or who is your school for, right? And so this is, this is you know, getting the individuals in the organization to talk about um, you know, your mission and your purpose and, 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 and to speak with clarity, with one voice, that everybody's working towards this, you know, uh, particular task, like our organization, Leaders Building Leaders, right? We are for principals and school leaders, you know, at its core to just make a difference, right? To make a difference and then to, and then to help, to help them through, you know, coaching and training and the support to live a more empowered life, to have more effective relationships, to improve their communication, to, to, to accelerate their personal growth and the growth of their teams and ultimately the growth of their school and the impact that they make on a community that they aim to serve. Like that's what we're for. Now, if you ask the people we work with, right, that's the second question, who our customers say they work for, they may have a totally different answer. And so my job as the organizational leader is to close that gap, right? In every organization, there's there's a gap, you know, uh, between um, you know you know where you are, right, and and where you want to be, 
if you probably asked your own members on your uh, team that, you know, question like, who are we for, right? Who are we best for, right? What, and, and, and you'd probably get a bunch of different answers, right? So is this, you know, taking small actions, you know, part of that is identifying and getting clarity around that, that bigger picture. And, you know, sometimes as leaders, we just go like a hundred miles an hour. And yeah, we're going to affirm and do post-it notes and we're going to get out of our class our you know offices and we're going to give you know 30 30 feedbacks you know this week and i'm like can you just maybe commit to one or two because when we set such a big goal in a short time then we feel defeated because we didn't make that goal right we got a result but not the result which is the way we need to look at it and so when I talk about prioritizing your time, I mean, the things that I'm talking about, spending time with your, with your staff and your top you know, 20% and you know, getting into those important meetings and really rooting out the problems, right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta find those that you know, discord and you gotta root it out. You gotta get it out of your organization. That's gonna take time. But that means that something on your current calendar has to go. It's the only way we're all equal is time. So by prioritizing who you spend your time with and how you spend it, you're going to have to make some difficult decisions. You're going to have to take some sacred cows out in the back and you're going to have to kill them, right? But I got to have clarity in who we want to be for, right? What do we want this organization to be the best at? for our customer, for our clients, for our students, for our parents, for our staff, for our team. Like we got to get paint this really crystal clear picture. And then we got to identify what our current reality is. You know, I mean, our goal is up here, but we might be right here, which is fine. You are where you are. But now it's about taking those steps forward. It's not about bringing this down. Don't do it. Hold your image right here. Identify current reality and take small steps over time. That's when a breakthrough occurs, right? A breakthrough happens when you take diligent, positive steps towards your goal over time, right? Over and over and over and over until it's so boring, over, over. And then you slowly start to build some momentum and get that flywheel effect to start moving forward. But as I was saying, sometimes as a leader, we just want to go, whoa, 100 miles an hour. And after two or three days, we're like, nobody appreciates me. I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't do it. We can't do it. It's too much. Mm -mm. Model leaders, model the way and show the way. Right? Model the way, show the way. You can have your pity party, call me. You want to vent to somebody? I've got it. You can vent to me. Right? You shoot me a message, I'll hop right on the call with you. Go ahead. But I'm not going to lower my expectation of you. I'm going to keep it up here. Right? I'm going to help you get from here to there. <laughs> I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let you down and down, right? Dumb it down for that. So, all right. 
So I think we're gonna end there. I think that's good. So this is what I want you to work on this week. I want you to work on, um, one, prioritizing who's in your top 20%, right? Who are those key people in your organization that you need to spend more time with? And you're gonna start really thinking through and watching them and think through what's their, what's their appreciation in the workplace. I'm gonna make sure that I intentionally do that, which is gonna be uncomfortable for you because you have a language and they may have an opposite language. It's gonna take you getting off your own agenda and on their agenda, okay? And then with that, you're gonna to start to look at your uh, tasks. And we have this really great prioritization lesson and I'll link it here in the comments so you can get access to it. It's, but it's, it's how to prioritize. It's, it's working through your three R's. What, what am I required to do? What does the organization get the greatest return at it when I do it? And, and what rewards me? And it's gonna help you get through and prioritize what you should be spending each and every day on. And it's also gonna help you start to identify who are you gonna spend that time with, okay? And so you're gonna to start to work through this and every single day, you, you know, you're gonna ask yourself, what did I do today that I'm not gonna to do tomorrow? And you're gonna to start to write someone's name next to that, you know, I'm gonna train Mike to do that, you know, my, you know, a teammate Lauren, Lauren's gonna do that. And I'm gonna teach Lauren how to teach you know, Crystal how to do it, or, you know, Dustin, or, you know, someone else on our team, right? Because we've got, as leaders, we have to work ourselves out of a position. The only thing we can't delegate is, is, the, is, the, is the vision moving forward, the strategies to get there, and the connection with the people, right? But when you think about what, how should I be spending every day, it's number one, developing people teaching adults how to be better adult leaders. That's where you should spend your time, not in a CCIP grant, not on working on some health plan. I know those things are important. I didn't say they weren't. And they're urgent because they're due soon here in North Carolina if you're listening to us. But it's not the best use of your time. You're gonna get a greater return when you're developing people. If not, you've got, to, you've got to find someone on your team who can help develop other people. It's got to be done, right? Turnover is really, really bad for business. COVID or not. Okay, so your job, set your priorities this week. Identify your top 20% and start to look and pay attention to their to their uh, language of appreciation, okay? Um, and, then, and then also start to peel away those uh, tasks, right? To peel away those uh, tasks that uh, are important, but, um, or I'm sorry, they're not important, right? But urgent, just start to you know, delegate those tasks to other people. Anything that anybody can do at 80% as well as you can, let them do it. I know they're gonna screw it up, don't worry about it. It's getting done and it will get done. You'll be okay. More important things are keep your organization healthy and keep those top people. Uh, because remember the top two appreciation uh, languages, quality time and words of affirmation. So get out of your office, spend time with the top people, start affirming the work they're doing and teaching them how to be better leaders. I really hope that this added value to you. I'm, I'm going to continue on these types of sessions over the next, you know, two to three weeks to help 
add value to you, how to help lead through these uh, difficult times. If it has added value to you, do me a favor and, you know, rate, you know, give a rating wherever you're listening. Drop a comment in. What was something I liked that, you know, you know, like, hey, I'm really going to apply this. I really like this, you know, strategy or, hey, Tom, I need more information. I mean, you know, give me feedback. I need feedback too. I crave feedback and I really love it. Um, so rate us, right? If you're not a subscriber on our uh, podcast, go ahead and hit the uh, su- the uh, subscription button. Or if you're not a follower, you know, you know, do that. And that way you'll be notified every time a new lesson is up. Um, but maybe most importantly, share this out either with your team uh, or or a, a colleague and say, hey, let's let's you know mastermind around this thought or idea. And and I'm pretty sure we're going to take this book uh, to the next level. This um, uh, uh, workplace languages and we're going to do a free book study um, in the next month um, on it as soon as we get through some other projects so I believe in you I believe in you right keep making a difference because it's going to work but only if you work it right so you've got your call to action thanks reach out if I can ever be of help of you Tom at lbleaders.com thanks everybody hey leaders Before you go, I just wanted to remind you about an upcoming event that we have. It's our Live to Lead annual leadership simulcast. This Live to Lead event is going to bring the best thought leaders into your conference room, into your living room, wherever you want to watch this upcoming session. You're going to hear from five world-class communicators, leaders, thought leaders, thinking partners, uh, strategists who, who are impacting and influencing tens of thousands of people around the globe every day. And we're going to give you a chance to learn from them directly. So go to our website at lbleaders at lbleaders.com. That's lbleaders.com. And at the very top, you're going to see an invitation for you and your team to buy your ticket to live to lead. You're going to have an extraordinary uh, time. Bring your team. You're going to feel Uh, inspired, refreshed, and renewed. And early bird uh, ticket prices are closing soon. So go get your leader pass right now and take your team to the next level on October 8th.